Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I am so glad to welcome you to my program, Time with Denise Renner. You know, I just wanted to name it that because I wanted to have that time with you where I could open the Word of God, share the Word of God from my heart, and what God is saying to us right now at this time that we're living in. God is preparing us for his coming and for us to be strong in these last days. We need to know that when we're in the middle of a storm or we're in the middle of a terrible situation or we're in the a middle of a trial or a sickness, not to stop in the middle, but believe God until the very end. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. You know, it's easy to quit. It is so easy to quit because the pressure is real. And I know that the pressure that you may even feel right now is so real on you that you're tempted to quit. I've been tempted to quit so many times in my life, but I just keep saying, nope. I'm not quitting. Remember, remember what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, are you going to leave me also? And Peter said, Lord, no, because no one else has the words of eternal life. We're not leaving you, Lord. And friends, that has to be our resolve that no matter what we're going through, we don't stop. And we especially not stop in the middle of the situation and that we go to the end, to the place of the victory. So I want to encourage you today. You know, many, many, many years ago, um, I probably told you this story before, but maybe for some of you it's new. I was about 12 or 13 years old, and I began to have this horrible, horrible disease on my face. And, and it was stealing so much from me. It was, I mean, my peers were making fun of me. I was getting turned down from uh, singing positions. I got turned down from jobs because this disease, it was a disease. It wasn't just little blemishes on my face. These were sores that went through all five layers of the skin and caused great scarring, great pain, and uh, shame. I didn't even know that I had it, but I was because I didn't feel as good as the people around me because of the way that my face was. And so this went on for 13 years. In those 13 years, I went to so many doctors. I did what they said, but it didn't help. I was like the woman with the issue of blood. She just kept spending money on doctors and spending money on doctors. Maybe you've been there, and it just doesn't seem like you get any better. Well, that's what was happening with me. And then I heard a radio preacher, and he said the scripture from Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 and it says that by his stripes we are healed well maybe I'd heard that scripture before but 
it just seemed to hit me in a new way. And for the first time in my life, hope came to my heart. And you say, well, what does hope look like? Well, hope at that moment looked like for me. So I heard that word, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And when I heard that, hope came into my heart. And I actually thought these, these words, I thought, do you mean that I could be healed? Me? The one that's been sick for so long. I've stared at this disease for so long. I've been embarrassed about this disease for so long. I've tried to hide this disease with heavy eye makeup, heavy makeup, my hair for so long. And do you mean that I can be healed? That's when hope came in my heart. And the radio preacher said, he said, confess this word and, and this is power to you to keep confessing this word. Well, I just did what he said. So I began confessing the word of God and confessing the word of God. And that by his stripes I was healed. I would look in the mirror in the morning and I would see my horrible face and my neck and my forehead. And I'd say, by his stripes I'm healed. I'd look in the mirror at night. I'd say, by his stripes I'm healed. Anytime I looked in the mirror, I said, by his stripes I am healed. Well, now that is the middle of my story. But I did not stop. And one day I went to bed. It, after about two or three months of confessing God's word, didn't see anything happen, didn't see anything changed. I could have stopped in the middle of the story, but I didn't. And one night I went to bed, just like I had for the last 13 years with this horrible disease on my face and my neck. And I got up the next morning. I went to the mirror, which was always my custom. I looked in the mirror and friends I don't know how Jesus did it. I don't know how long he took. I don't know if he took five seconds, five minutes, eight hours. I have no idea. I just know that when I went to bed, I had this disease like I'd had for 13 years. And I woke up the next morning and I looked in the mirror and my face, my neck, my forehead were completely clean. There was nothing on my face. I was completely healed. I had received my miracle. I didn't stop in the middle of the story. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is not stopping in the middle of your story. Now, I want to give you another story. Now, this man, Daniel, he could have stopped in the middle of the story. You know, he already had a very difficult situation. They were taken captive. He lost his name. He lost his culture. He became a eunuch. He lost his language. I mean, he lost so much. That's the middle of the story. Then it even gets worse. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, he has this dream. And he, nobody, none of his high-ranking uh, sorcerers or wise men can give him the interpretation. And so he says, 
If you don't give me the interpretation, I'm going to chop you in pieces and I'm going to burn your houses down. Well, Daniel and his friends, they were in that group. They were waiting for their houses to be burned down and for their bodies to be chopped in pieces. But when they came to Daniel's house, he didn't stop in the middle of the story. And he said, let me talk to the king. He went to the king. He asked for more time and he sought God with his friends. God gave him the dream and the interpretation, gave the whole dream interpretation to the king. The king spared all the other wise men that had not been killed and their houses and their houses burned down, spared all of them. And God gave to that wicked king, Nebuchadnezzar, gave to him a dream that is the culmination of the ages. But what if, let me ask you this question, what if Daniel had stopped in the middle of the story? What if he believed all his terrible circumstances and that they were all going to be killed and that their house was going to be burned down? What if he stopped there? What if you and I stop in the middle of the story? Oh, it doesn't look good. The doctor said this. I'm all for doctors. I think they're wonderful. I know they want to help us, but they're not. They're not miracle workers. God is the miracle worker. Jesus is the miracle worker. Doctors are wonderful. They do all they can. But you can't stop in the middle of the story of just what the doctor said. What about the real healer? What about the one who gave his back to be his flesh, to be ripped open for you? That he denied heaven and came down here and suffered for us and took on our sickness and diseases. What about trusting in him until the end? What about trusting in him who took our poverty? who took our oppression, who took our depression. What about not stopping in the middle of the story and believing on him and believing on his word until the end of the story? David, I mean, Daniel believed until the end of his story. The end of his story, he gave the interpretation and the dream to the king and the king elevated him to such a place in the kingdom God wants us to exercise our faith even if the middle of the story is terrible. We can press through with his word through the middle of the story to get to the end of the story. You know, for believers, even if we die, it's still victorious. God has a victory for those who belong to him. Now, I want to tell you about another one who pressed through the middle of the story and got to the end of the story. And that was a woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, and I call her the Shunammite woman. Now, this woman, 
She had been visited by the prophet Elisha, and she had built him a house, a, a room on her house, and she served him. And Elisha said to her one day, you're going to have a child miraculously in one year. Well, miraculously, this older woman and her older husband, they have a miracle child. Well, this little, it's a little boy. He's growing up. And one day he was out in the field with his father and he was working. And the little boy got so sick that the servant brought the little boy to the mother because he was so worried about this little boy. Well, this little boy, who is already a miracle that she has him, loves him dearly, has him in her lap. And this little boy that she cherishes, he dies in her lap. Well, that could have been the end of the story. But that was the middle of her story. What did she do? Instead of planning a funeral, she planned a resurrection. Her husband said to her, uh, because she was planning on taking that, she was planning on getting help from the man of God. So she had to get to the man of God. So she wanted to get to the man of God. And her husband said, where are you going? Uh, you know, why are you going there? Uh, is it, it's not a holy day. Why are you going? She said, it is well. She said, it is well. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 23, she says to her husband, she doesn't say, well, our son has died and I'm taking him to the man of God to, to raise him. No, she says, it is well. Then she gets to the man of God, but the servant meets her first. And, she, and in verse 26, 26, the Elijah says to the servant, please run now and meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? Now, remember, it looks like it, it's the end of the story. Her son is dead. How could she say it's well? But she's pressing through from the middle of the story to get to the end of the story, to get to the finish line, to get to the victory. She's not stopping until she gets what she wants. And she says to him, it is well. <laughs> then she finally gets to the prophet Elisha. And he says, I'm sending my servant. He's sending my staff. And she's not settling for that. She's going to get what she wants. And you know, friend, I want to tell you, if we're serious about getting what we want from God and pressing through those horrible, horrible situations that maybe some of you are in right now, you have to be determined. You have to say, no, wait a minute. My God is bigger than this. My God is the healer. My God is the supplier. I'm going to trust in my God.
And I am going to press through because my God has been faithful to me before and he will be faithful to me now. And that Shunammite woman, you know, she already had a testimony. She had received in her body a miracle, a pregnancy that was a miracle, a miracle son. And now she's pressing through this terrible situation of her son who's been laid in her lap and he dies in her lap. And she's pressing through to the resurrection. Well, when she talks to Elijah and he says, okay, I've sent my staff, I've sent my servant. She says, I'm not leaving here without you. She was determined she was going to get her answer. Elijah came. He laid himself over this dead boy. Life came into this dead child. And he presented this dead child. Risen. Resurrected. Life flowing into this dead child. He presented this live child. The victory that she pressed forward for, he presented her, presented him to her. Friend, that is what God has for us. Not to stop in the middle of the story. Now, I want to tell you another person who was in the middle of the story. And that was our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was arrest, arrested, he was beaten, he was spit on, he was ridiculed, he was flogged until his flesh was hanging off of his body. He was rejected, he was denied, he was shamed, he was blasphemed, he was nailed to a wooden cross and gasping for air with each breath. He dies, he's buried. It looks like it's the end of the story. But he was only in the middle of the story. We can't stop in the middle of the story. He goes to hell. He takes our punishment. He raises from the dead on the third day. Death, hell, and grave have been defeated. He pours out his Holy Spirit on the church and duplicates himself by the millions. And now we can all, we're all raised to reign with him in this life. And we will reign with him someday in eternity. Now that's the end of the story. Jesus didn't stop in the middle of the story. He went through. He's our example. Oh, friend. I am talking to you. Maybe you're in the middle of a terrible story. You know, Jesus did something that was so important in his journey. What looked like the end of the story. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, looking unto Jesus, he is our example, the author and the finisher. So you see, he started something in you. He started something in me and he's going to bring it to the finish.
He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for now, that's what just what Jesus did. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of God. He's our example. He pushed through the horrible things that happened to him that we can't even imagine or describe with words. Not even a movie can describe how horrible his flogging, his beating, his rejection, his denial, his crucifixion. None of us can describe it, but he pushed through because he was looking for the joy that was set before him. I want you to be encouraged today. I know that many of you probably listening to me, you have probably already pushed through something very difficult or many things very difficult, and you've seen the victory. Well, Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says that if he's done it before, brought us through the victory, brought us through terrible things, then he's going to do it again. We have experience, and experience, the Bible says, makes hope, and hope doesn't disappoint. This is our opportunity by trusting in him to prove to ourselves and to others watching that our God is living, our God is faithful, our God is mighty, our God is greater in us than anything in this world, that our God is compassionate, that our God is living, that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can ask or think. That's who's fighting for you. That's who's fighting for me. And when we trust in him, the Bible says those that trust in the Lord will never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. I want to encourage you right now. If you've already been through a battle and won, I want to encourage you right now to look at that victory and say to yourself, if God did it then, God can do it now. Or maybe you're facing something that you just don't even understand at all. It's so terrible. Look at what Jesus has done. Look at what God has done through others and gain encouragement to not quit in the middle of your story, but completely keep pushing through, believing on God, believing on his word that cannot fail. The Bible says that what Jesus did on the cross, it was not empty. It was not in vain. It was full of power and purpose to push us through any difficulty that would come through us. Oh, friend, I may sound passionate. I may even sound emotional, but it's because that God has proved himself over and over again in my life. 
that we don't have to stop in the middle of the story and that we can push through, that we can believe on God, that we can believe on the many others that have already gone on before us and proven that he is able to push us through to the victory, not to stop in the middle of the story, but to keep on going. Oh, that is my wish. That is my prayer for you. You will not stop. What if Daniel had stopped? I mean, I know that my, my disease that was on my face, it stole from my life. It wasn't life-threatening. But what if I had stopped? I would have continued to get more and more scars and more and more rejection and more and more shame. But I didn't stop in the middle of the story. I believed on him and he became my healer. That's what I want for you. Don't stop in the middle of your story because it's not the end. It's only the middle. And there's a victory waiting for you on the other side. What if the Shunammite woman had stopped? What if she said, oh, I can't believe it. I, I, I was given this child, and now this child has been stolen from me, and this child is dead. Oh, that prophet, I wish he hadn't even come into my life. What if she had stopped in the middle of the story and said, that's the end of my story? That woman went on to have more and more miracles in her life. And that's God's will for you. I want to pray for you. I care about you. And I want to see you have the victory in what looks like the end of the story, but it's only the middle. Father, right now, we come before you in the precious and the almighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Lord, that name, that name is above every name that has been named. It's above the name of cancer. It's above the name of adultery. It's above the name of shame, rejection, poverty, fear, confusion, depression. The name of Jesus is above all those names. And we look unto your name right now, Lord. And we exalt you as the one who has authority over every situation. We say with the word of God that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than the poverty or the sickness or the depression. Whatever has tried to steal from you, I pronounce over you right now that the greater one, he is greater than that. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Watch this, watch this video again. Get encouraged. If you're in the struggle of your life 
watch it again and get encouraged and don't stop in the middle of your story. Keep going until you have the victory. Well, we've run out of time, but I will see you next time.